why practicing cultural sensitivity isn't just for white people. I've been on the receiving end of racism and cultural insensitivity, and the worst came from someone who shared the same ethnicity and many aspects of my culture. You can't use those words to describe that culture unless you belong to that culture, because then you can use whatever words you want, right? Oh, you can't say that word. It's politically incorrect. Um, you better do or say this or you'll offend their culture. We don't use the hyphen when we identify our, our culture. We're Chinese Canadians, not Chinese dash hyphen Canadians. So the other day I was making dinner plans with my sister. She sent me some restaurant links to check out. One of them stood out for me, so I messaged her. Ooh, let's go to that one. I've been craving Mexican. She responds, sure, we can go there, but it's actually Spanish tapas. So I have to confess that my first reaction in my head, okay, was tomato, tomato. But then I caught myself and said, right, Spanish. That was culturally insensitive of me. Frowny face. What does culture mean? Nowadays, the word culture, quote-unquote, can be used to describe a group of people who share the same decade of birth. I.e. those damn millennials. A group of people who share the same ethnicity, a group of people who work together, a group of people who live in the same country, and so forth. It's such a widely used term that when I think of cultural sensitivity, I honestly don't know where to start. Which culture is it referring to? And where do I stand in that spectrum? How sensitive am I? Culture can be thought as the way things are around here. It's like a feeling. It's kind of, kind of like the temperature. Here can be a physical location, ethnicity, age, gender, industry, socioeconomic status within a family, etc. And if I have to change my sensitivity levels every time I was in a different environment with different people, then basically I should go dig a hole in my yard and stay there for the rest of my life, not saying anything to anyone in case I offend someone's culture. But obviously I haven't done that, and I've actually been enjoying myself spewing out my opinions and rants publicly for the world to hear. As a society, we actually cannot prevent cultural insensitivity because it's impossible to understand everyone's culture. Let's talk about workplace cultural sensitivity training. Yes, there are cultural sensitivity training courses you can take. However, most of these only scratch the surface and are often requested by an employer. You get hired somewhere and you got to take these courses, like how to be more culturally, culturally sensitive in the workplace. More like, let's make it look like our company prioritizes the development of our employees' cultural sensitivity skills so we don't wreak havoc for our HR or PR department. Courses often are like, Watch this video, now read this article, match these terms to their definitions, share something in the discussion board, take a quiz here. Then we get 100% course completion equals my manager's off my back now. And the manager's manager's off their back, and so forth. But I think cultural sensitivity is inherent to anyone who practices empathy, who has a decent level of emotional intelligence and treats others with compassion and kindness. It's taking that moment to realize when you've been insensitive, acknowledging it and taking responsibility and appreciating the opportunity to learn and change. From being made fun of for the shape of my eyes to being mocked for speaking a different language, I've been on the receiving end of racism and 
and cultural insensitivity. And yes, these incidents involved those who did not share the same culture or ethnicity as me. Worst experiences come from where it's least expected. However, the worst experience actually came from someone who shared my ethnicity and many aspects of my culture. When I was five months pregnant, we had lunch with one of my husband's old acquaintances, a Chinese woman in her 60s who immigrated to Canada from Hong Kong over 40 years ago. 40 years ago. I'll call her Mabel. Sounds like an older Asian woman, right? She recently retired after working for 30 years at a company that consisted of 90% white people. Mabel speaks fluent English and Chinese. She never married and does not have children. Drawing from what I knew of her, I made assumptions about her character without ever having met. I didn't follow my first rule of understanding another human being. Bad mistake. And this rule is don't ever assume anything about anyone until you've met them and shared a beverage. Anyway, I had this expect I had expectations that Mabel was going to be this westernized, open-minded, non-conforming, modern, independent woman with a high degree of emotional intelligence and who understood both the Chinese and Canadian culture. We sit down for lunch and she congratulates me on my second pregnancy. I respond graciously, glowing like an overripe hammy melon. Thank you so much. Without any further small talk or conversational etiquette, Mabel bluntly asks, how fat have you gotten? How many pounds have you gained? I calmly state, I don't know. She continues, you have to watch out because you can get gestational diabetes and that's not healthy for the baby. I ask, do you know anyone with gestational diabetes? She retorts, ignoring or rather without sensing the subtle annoyance in my question. No, but I hear it's very common. I'm feeling curious and courageous at this point and slightly surprised by my level of tolerance giving, given the raging pregnancy hormones that are coursing through my blood. So I politely inquire with a slight chuckle, is this like a Chinese thing to ask a pregnant woman how much weight she's gained? Because my father-in-law, gesturing to my husband, asked me the same thing. Mabel's face turns sour, her eyebrows furrow and lips curl as she defensively snaps. I'm merely concerned for your health. You shouldn't be offended. You just don't understand the Chinese culture. I snap back. No, I do understand the Chinese culture. I spend the rest of the lunch focused on my daughter, catering to her every, near, every need, portraying myself as a dedicated mother without feigning, while feigning very little interest in her stories, or I should rather say condescending lessons, so I could internalize what had just happened. I was angry, frustrated, and disappointed, but mainly I was deeply confused. Why was I so offended? Why? Because she told me I shouldn't be offended. And there's a difference between understanding someone's culture and having it shoved down your throat just because you share the same ethnicity. Ethnicity does not equate to culture. I was born and raised in Canada by my immigrant parents, and although I embrace many aspects of my Chinese heritage, there are some social practices and conversational nuances that I won't ever appreciate. They go against my Canadian upbringing that influenced and shaped the values, beliefs, and morals of who I am. When Mabel made those comments and asked those blunt questions, she offended my Canadian slash Western culture just as much as I offended her Chinese culture when I questioned her good intentions. I, and I acknowledge that I've offended her, and I absolutely believe she has a right to feel offended. However, she felt it was within her right 
to impose her culture onto me because we share the same ethnicity. Her arrogance in dictating how I should feel, i.e. not offended, due to her grossly incorrect assumptions about me, compounded by her lack of emotional intelligence, is the epitome of cultural insensitivity. However, her insensitivity ultimately stems from her ignorance in understanding the Chinese-Canadian culture, something that is neither fully Eastern or Western, but a blend of practices and traditions that span across generations of individuals who were either born and raised here or came here at a young age. The difference between Chinese culture and Chinese-Canadian culture. One of the reasons why Mabel said what she said is because she doesn't know what, that there is a difference between Chinese culture and Chinese-Canadian culture. Chinese-Canadian culture isn't clearly defined. It doesn't get talked about because those who identify with this culture, like myself, don't quite understand it themselves. It's neither a whitewashed banana, like those, the folks down south, nor an FOB, fresh off the boat. It's a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and we don't know what we resonate with until we hear or experience something that triggers us emotionally. Raising the Chinese-Canadian voice while practicing cultural sensitivity. As someone who grew up feeling lost between two cultures, it's made me incredibly aware of how my actions and words can potentially disrespect someone's culture. I've been dancing around each, each culture too long, acting according to what is expected of me, depending on the environment that I am and the people who surround me. We need to stop convincing ourselves and each other that we shouldn't feel offended when we actually are. And it's time for us to raise awareness of what makes the Chinese-Canadian culture uniquely different. It doesn't mean we should all start our own YouTube channels, blogs, write for HuffPost Huff Asian voices and create a charter of our principles and, and what we believe in and then a course to educate others in understanding our culture. Although that would be kind of awesome. But rather, it's during those informal conversations where we do feel triggered, taking a moment to understand why it made us feel the way it did, and having the courage to say, I'm offended, and this is why. Cultural sensitivity isn't just for those who don't share the same culture as us. It's for everyone. However, how can we promote and practice cultural sensitivity if no one is aware that this culture exists? So listeners, how do you define cultural sensitivity? When was a time when you experienced cultural insensitivity?